Continuing on with chapter 14. That's messed up, I said. People are so rude. They're not rude, Connor said. They don't know I have Tourette's. That's what makes it so embarrassing. I scrunched up my nose. You should wear a t-shirt that says, I have Tourette's on it everywhere you go. Then people will leave you alone. Connor snorted. Yeah, maybe you could make me one, Avon. Then he kicked my foot under the table gently. Should we tell them, he whispered. Tell us what, Mom said. I gave my parents a highly serious look. We think there may be a murderer at Stagecoach Pass. Dad coughed and choked on his mouthful of pork chop. Mom slapped him on the back while he hacked his food into his napkin. When he could finally breathe, he gasped. What? Why would you think such a thing? We updated Mom and Dad on our theories about the Kavanaugh's. Avon, Mom said, just because people are secretive doesn't mean that they've been murdered. I have to admit, Sheebs, Dad said, you haven't exactly presented us with the most convincing evidence. Some people just really value their privacy, Mom added. I nodded at them like I agreed, but Connor and I gave each other knowing looks. Yeah, right, like we were going to let it go that easily. Then Connor looked from me to my parents and back again. So where does Avon get her red hair from, he asked. I'm adopted, Connor, I said. Oh, that's cool, said Connor. It's so cool, said Mom. I rolled my eyes. Here she goes. She loves telling people about my adoption. Connor looked at Mom with interest, so she took that as her cue to tell the story for the millionth time. Well, she began, Avon's dad and I couldn't have a baby, so we figured we'd end up adopting one. I started reading a lot about adoption online. Then one day, I was on this website, and there was a tab that said, Kids in Need of a Forever Family. So I clicked on it. I scrolled down until I saw it. The most precious little angel baby face I had ever seen in my entire life. It was mine, in case you were wondering, I said. I knew the moment I saw her, she was my daughter. Mom went on, with those chubby pink cheeks and bright red mop of hair. She'd never seen such a precious, beautiful, amazing, brilliant, intelligent child, I said. Connor raised an eyebrow at me. I may be embellishing a little. No, she's not at all, Mom said. I knew right at the moment I saw her that I was looking into the face of my daughter. It was like she was born for me right in that moment. Some women birth babies through their you-know-whats, but I birthed Avon through the computer that day. I groaned. Mom, this is the worst part of your story. Connor totally didn't need to hear that. Really, Laura, Dad said. It's the worst. It's just awful. She glared at Dad before returning to her story. Anyway, right below her picture, it said, Avon, two years old. I couldn't believe she was two years old and hadn't been adopted yet. Yeah, she didn't realize she was on an adoption website for children with special needs, I said. So I clicked on her picture, and that's when I saw she didn't have arms. And it didn't even matter, I said. She wanted me anyway. Mom gave me her gushy love face, so I broke the news to her dad that night at dinner. Yeah, Dad said. She told me my future daughter was a beautiful redhead. Oh, and also that she didn't have arms. How did you feel about it, Connor asked. Well, you know, I was surprised, of course. But once I saw her, I agreed wholeheartedly. She was our daughter. Dad gave me his own version of the gushy love face. 
We did a lot of research before we got Avon so we could give her the best care, Mom said. You know, Connor, there are a lot of amazing people in the world who don't have arms. Really? said Connor. Yes, said Mom. There's a successful architect who designs skyscrapers by using his feet to type, just like Avon does on her computer, and a woman who paints beautiful artwork that sells for quite a bit of money. There's that guy who's the motivational speaker, Dad added. Oh yeah, Mom said. And then there are people just living totally regular lives, raising babies and driving cars and doing everything people with arms do. That's so cool, said Connor. Remember when we visited that teacher? What was his name? Carl, Dad said to Mom. We found him through his website. Mom told Connor. It was called Unarmed Education. We had to drive all the way to Colorado to meet him, but it was so worth it. He showed us how he did all kinds of things, Dad said. He even drove us to the grocery store. Yeah, Mom laughed. David chewed his fingernails the whole way there. Can you blame me? Dad asked Connor. Anyway, Mom said, he shopped for food all on his own and made us a lovely dinner with his feet. We knew Avon would be able to do all these things and more. When we finally got her, though, she couldn't do anything. Mom threw her arms up in exasperation. Her foster families had done everything for her, bathed her, fed her, brushed her teeth. She just sat around like a slug, waiting to be cared for like the Queen of Sheba. Queen of Sheba, Dad reiterated, or Shebes for short. I rolled my eyes. And this was when Mom's full-time job became teaching Avon how to do stuff. Right away, Mom said, I was dumping out jars of marbles and telling her to put them all back in the jar giving her a bowl of fish crackers and telling her to feed them to herself one at a time, giving her a sheet of stickers and a blank piece of paper and telling her to decorate it, telling her to brush her own teeth, wash her own feet, scratch her own itches. Come to think of it, I said, it wasn't so much teaching me how to do stuff as it was telling me to do stuff. That may be, Mom said, but mostly it was telling her she could do just about anything if she tried hard enough. Yeah, I got over being the Queen of Sheba pretty quickly, I said. I can see that, said Connor. And with that, he spit his mouthful of mashed potatoes right in my face. <laughs>